And with that, I invite all of you to stand as you are able as we come to God's word, his promise here through, through the first book of the Bible in Genesis. So we have been in a new teaching series. It's called Prayer 101. And today, it, it's a, a pretty key one. It may be one that you haven't heard necessarily. But maybe if you have been part of a church, this one or others, you do know about Abraham. Now, Abraham um, had an encounter with God. And as you're reading behind me what the scripture is, um, you can know who Abraham is. He is considered one of the greatest forefathers of our faith. And Abraham had an encounter with God. And God said, I'm going to give you a special blessing. I'm going to bless you with more children, with more descendants than stars in the sky. I'm going to give you more descendants than there is sand on the beach. That's how many descendants. And when God said this, Abraham's wife, Sarah, was listening, and her reaction was just to laugh because both of them were in their 90s, and they hadn't had kids. And Sarah could only laugh, but God came through in his promise. They named their child Isaac, which means laughter. Now, God, from that encounter with Abraham, follows through on his promise. And, and Abraham knows this. So knowing God is so good, knowing that God is the creator and the judge of all, once God makes his decision to destroy a city called Sodom because everyone in it, that 15,000 people are wicked, he decides to destroy it. Now, Abraham has an encounter with God. And you need to listen to this. This is, might shape your prayer life to hear this. So the men turned from there and went toward Sodom while Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham came near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are 50 righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not forgive it for the 50 righteous who are in it. Far be it from you to do such a thing, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be that from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? And the Lord said, If I find at Sodom 50 righteous in the city, I will forgive the whole place for their sake. Abraham answered, Let me take it upon myself to speak to the Lord, I who am but dust and ashes. Suppose five of the fifty righteous are lacking. We destroy the whole city for lack of five. And the Lord said, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. Again, Abraham spoke to him. Suppose forty are found there. The Lord answered, for the sake of forty, I will not do it. Then he said, oh, do not let the Lord be angry if I speak. Suppose thirty are found there. He answered, I will not do it if I find thirty there. He said, let me take it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose twenty are found there. The Lord answered, For the sake of twenty, I will not destroy it. Then he said, Oh, do not let the Lord be angry if I speak just once more. Suppose ten are found there. He answered, For the sake of ten, I will not destroy the city. And the Lord went his way when he had finished speaking to Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So if you have been connected with Living Waters, you have been a part of, the, of this new sermon series called Prayer 101. And we're diving into, into, I think, 
the basics about prayer, like, well, how does it work? When, when should we pray? What are the right words that we should say? Where's God in the middle of this? Is God impacted? What happens when our prayers aren't answered the way we hope for? And today it's one of those, do our prayers change God's mind? Now, I don't know about you, but many, many of us know God is changeless. God is the same God who was from the very beginning, way before any of us, and God will still be there at the very end when all of us have breathed our last. But what does it mean, then, to pray? Does it matter? Is it, is it like just praying to a wall? Is it just for us? What, what is it about? And how do we do it best? Well, you know, when, uh, when my kiddos were born, so Savea is almost eight this month. She will turn eight, and they had some pretty new technology at the time. Before that, way back in the day, if a kid, you put them in the crib, you, they would cry. What would you have to do? Well, you didn't have anything. You'd have to listen, and then you'd just kind of crack the door and see, and you'd have to sneak in, and then they'd really see you, and it'd be, they'd freak out even more. Well, they had child monitors, right? And they came up with a new one, though, just a little bit before. It actually had video. This was amazing. This was a life changer for me. Because that way, I would hear rustling. And then I would hear cries, and I'd be like, what is going on? And then I could look instead of coming into the room. And there, sure enough, Savea was, like, doing calculus or whatever. She Okay, she was not doing calculus, but she is brilliant. And... And it, it was a powerful thing. And the hardest thing, though, is that uh, you'd see this, and here's another one. Look at that. Cute little babies, just peaceful. The other one was smiling. But parents, I found home video from what happened every single time I would leave the room. Let, let's watch this. Yeah. Okay, that, that's good. You get the point. Every single time. You know, I'd, I'd have... Uh, okay, <laughs> we can go to something else. That's good, thanks. I'd pick her up, and she'd smile. The beautiful Savea smile. And I'd say, Daddy loves you. And then I'd gently put her down, and I'd back up. And I'd shut the door. <laughs> you're very beautiful. But you're also very loud because you're a Dornfeld. Honestly, though, I know, I know for Savea and for Kieran when they were little babies, and maybe yours too, if you've been blessed with them, the babies are crying because, what, they're wondering, are you coming back? When, when mom or dad leave, the babies don't know where they are. Are they far away? Will they ever come back? Can they hear me when I cry? I'm hungry. I'm scared. I'm afraid. And in the middle of all that, all they can do is cry out. Now, I'd be in the next room. I'd have the monitor right there. I'd be looking. I'd be watching. Like, okay, is she going to settle down? Is, okay, should I walk in? No, I, I can't do that right now. I, I want her to, to feel this and be okay being alone, but knowing that I'm also right there. So I would come in every once in a while and check in on her, and she'd stop crying again, and then I'd leave it ah! again. It wouldn't stop. 
because she didn't know I was right there. Now, last week I talked about the first words that babies typically say, and the first beautiful word is always, Mama. Okay, dads, it's okay, because the next one is what? Dada. What's the third word kids usually learn? No. It is. They hear that a lot. Because remember, they're hearing millions of words from us before they start to speak. And the ones they hear most are mama, dada, no. And then that fourth word. Anyone want to guess what the fourth word typically is if you weren't here on Wednesday night? Mine. Mine. Want to hear this? It's got mine, mine, mine. No, mama, dada. And, but it's interesting that I, I truly think whether you are in high school right now, whether you are um, just starting out and you're single right now, or you're in your 40s or in your 90s, I truly think that as followers of Jesus living our lives, we don't get much beyond, we get a little more nuanced than it, but we don't get much beyond that fourth word. Mine is powerful, isn't it? We want what we want. And it stinks when life doesn't go the way we hope for. It's hard. Now, I'm not here to tell you that as followers of Jesus, as ones that are trying to connect with God, and I think that's probably why you're here today, you want to connect with God. But I think we wonder, just like Surveyor Kieran did um, when I shut the door, is God there? God, I wanted my life to go exactly this way, and it's not going that way. Now we cry out. And I think we are maybe a little embarrassed to talk about it, but many people don't know how to pray. And is God impacted? Because we're told that God has this purpose for all of us. So are we doing it the right way? Are we following what God wants? And does it matter when we actually talk to God? Well, let's look at this encounter of of, um, God and Abraham, because this is actually pretty incredible if you really look at it. Let's come back to that scripture. So here's what, what he's saying to him. Abraham is talking to God. Now, Abraham had had that beautiful encounter and knows that God is going to follow through on this crazy promise that he's going to have a child in his 90s for the first time. Amazing. And it happens. So knowing that God is so good, he actually, when he, once he hears that God is going to destroy a city of 15,000 people, can you imagine 15,000 people? God has declared he's going to destroy them now. They're just wicked. They're terrible. There's no hope for them. Now, Abraham says this. God, far be it from you to do such a thing, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be that from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? So Abraham knows God's going to do this. And what does Abraham do? He talks to God. He prays to God And here's the wild part. God had made the decision. And God changes his mind. He says, if there are 50 people, just 50 good people, God, we destroyed the whole city. And God says, no, then I won't. And Abraham keeps whittling him down till 10. And God keeps changing God's mind. So, there's this amazing quote that, that I've seen about prayer. 
It's by Chuck Smith. Though prayer doesn't change God's mind or God's purposes, prayer does change something. It changes, changes us. Now that's true, that it does change us. But then I, when I read that, I'm like, that sounds great. But then I look at this encounter with Abraham and God, and I'm confused about that. And Moses has an encounter with God in the same way and changes God's mind. So now I'm really confused. Does it just change us? Does it change God? What, what's the deal? And then I start to think about when my kiddos ask about things in life. And I wonder if it's a little similar to us. So I think there are four answers that four answers that God can give us when we pray. So you may not know the right words. You may not know how to do it. But first of all, if Abraham can change God's mind, what does that mean for you? That means when you pray, you also can change God's mind. That it's not just about changing us, that God actually listens. God actually is impacted, but God has answers for us. And the first one, when, we, when my kiddos ask me something, I can tell them, I can tell them no. Like, for some reason, um, we went to this crazy um, UND homecoming parade, don't throw tomatoes at me. But Kayla had won, like, the Sioux Award. She and the kiddos were in the parade. And then afterwards, it came out, and we had one of those cloth bags full of candy. And Kieran and Savea were picking up the candy together because it was that much crazy candy. Like, our Dennis is going to be in heaven. But for the last few weeks after that, what have I heard? Savea will come up to me and she'll give the cute little Savea face. Daddy, I have a question for you. Daddy, I like that bow tie. Daddy, you look really good. Daddy, could I have... A piece of candy? My answer could be first, no. You've already had candy. You have a bucket load yet, and I don't want to pay for a lot of cavities and dental work. I could say that. I could say yes. I could say yes. I love you. Take some more candy. It's good. I could also say Maybe. That's the third option. Like maybe, and you have to wait. You could have some in a little while, but you're going to have to have some patience. Then the last answer I could say, because I've seen all that candy and all the wrappers that have gone all over, I could say, are you kidding me? Come on. You've had enough. And I think those are the same answers that God gives us. That God is impacted. God is listening. And if we really look at scripture like Abraham encountering God and talking, God is listening, and God actually does have answers for Abraham. And in the middle of all of this, I need you to hear that God is listening to you, and God is impacted by you so much that God, the one who created those stars, the one who actually gives us every blessing, He's actually so impacted and so in love with you that he is going to give us answers. But he's also going to change his mind, too, because of you. He's not far away. But it's interesting. Can we pull up that child monitor again? Not that one. Ooh. 
Look at that child. It's so beautiful. They actually have new technology. It's amazing. Now it is, it has the video. It's amazing. But the newest one, the next one here, actually has the way of two-way. So your child can actually see you if you want them to. Your child can actually hear you saying, Daddy's still here. I love you. You're the best. That'd be awkward if, if I said that to your child, though. So you, you can tell them whatever you, whatever you want. But what if prayer is the same way? And it's not new technology. It's a two-way street. So God is listening. God is impacted, just like we impact each other. But God's actually speaking to us, too. So last week I said, listen. Let's listen for God. And today what I want you to know is, and when you do talk to God, that God will reply. We're promised that. And, and if, you, if you don't take my word for it, I'd love for you to see this from Jesus himself. So Jesus talks about prayer. This is right after he's given the disciples and us the Lord's Prayer. He said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me, the door has already been locked and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So Jesus, after the disciples ask, Lord, teach us to pray, he gives them the Lord's Prayer, and then he tells them, your prayers are like that person that's knocking on the door. Like, the friend may not answer right away, but keep on knocking. And God, what Jesus is saying to you today, do you have prayers? Do you have things on your hearts? Do you have things you have that are amazing and you want to celebrate with God? Are there other things that are really you're struggling with and you're wondering if God's around? It's a two-way monitor. And the first thing, as you speak to God, he's impacted, he's listening. Jesus has given us that promise. He says, keep asking. Now the answer, well, the answer, like to my kids, is going to be the same, though. Sometimes God is going to say, yes. But he's not just saying, yes. He's saying, because I love you so much, yes. And sometimes, you're asking for something and you're persistent about it, but God says, because I love you, no, it's not good for you. You may not know it, but no. And sometimes when you're praying, sometimes God is going to say, and this is a really hard one, he's going to say, maybe. He's going to say, wait. And in those times, you've got to sit in it. And you got to wail once in a while, like my kiddos. And you got to understand that God is right there. God, you may not be able to see him or hear him, but God is right there. And God is ready, ready to pick you up and hug you and love you and say, in your waiting, I love you. And lastly, God may be saying, are you kidding me? God is impacted by us. But sometimes we're just asking for the wrong things. So today, my hope for you is to know that not only is God listening and impacted and answering us, but you have a voice. That you, just like Abraham, just like Moses, 
also have the chance to talk with God and to listen to him and to have a real relationship with him. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you for just starting to understand that you do listen to us and that it's not a one-way, like a one-way child monitor where you just hear us, but that you actually reply to us, that you're actually right there. So God, with anyone to our right and left right now that is struggling in some huge way and are wondering if you're there, open our ears to know, open our hearts to know that you're right there. And God, help us to understand and to, to be wiser about it, to understand that you're asking us to be so persistent, to keep knocking on that door, to keep asking you when we want something desperately, but to also listen for your four possible answers, that it might be yes or no or maybe. It might be, are you kidding? But in the middle of all of that, your reply is, because I love you. Help us to know that without a shadow of a doubt today. And all God's people said, Amen.